Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George has been an attorney for, my gosh, more than 60 years. He's the best-selling author of two books on real estate and negotiation. He's taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years, and he's best known for his role as executive vice president in the Trump Organization. 92 years of age, he's one of the wisest men I know, and I love our monthly conversations with George. On today's show, we're talking about how to make sense of the current market conditions. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Welcome, George. Hi, how are you? Doing well yourself. Great, can't complain. Everything's looking up. You've had both your vaccines? Yep, long ago. No reaction. Good for you. I figured they gave me water, but that's fine. (laughs) Well, George, maybe let's start tonight with just to talk a little bit about market cycles. And you've gone through numerous market cycles. And when you're in that hot part of the market, it feels amazing. And yet everybody has this sinking feeling that at some point it's going to end, but nobody's quite sure what the stimulus will be. What is the precipitating event that's going to cause the market conditions to change? You know, you think back 2007, it was a seller's market. Everything was selling over asking price. We're back in those conditions again today. And of course, you have the benefit of hindsight, seeing what it was that caused the calamity in the case of 2007. But there have been other market cycles as well. What are the signs to look for? And are we even seeing them yet? Because right now, the market conditions we're seeing, there's no end in sight. True. Well, the signs you have to look for, basically, is what the economy is doing in the area which you're looking on buying the property or building properly. What's the growth factor of the product, the business? Are businesses leaving the area or they're coming into the area? How much stimulus is there that's furnished by the government? And the pro- it's all those factors that take, take into consideration. There's no guarantees. There's no, uh, no, nothing that says, yeah, this is going to go up or this is going to go down. The market will run in cycles. It always will run in cycles. And you can't predict how long the cycle is going to last. I know one thing. Real estate over a period of time is going to be worth more than it was when you started. It will go up. There's only so much land in the building. And it somehow fluctuates depending upon what the economy is and what the inflationary is. Inflation at this point, because you're going to pay more for gasoline, you're going to pay more for this, so people pay more for houses, and they usually make more. Either they get it in the income they have or the businesses, so they charge higher prices, and that's the whole cycle of economy. There's no guarantees by any means, but I do feel that there's always going to be a need for housing in many areas. The size of the housing, that could vary. It depends on how loose, loose money is. But I think one of the key factors are the banks. The banks right now are loaded with money. Loaded. You don't think so at this point. Buy a CD. Pays 1.3%. 1.3%. Buy a, a bond. Go buy a, go buy a 10-year bond. It's paying 3%. 10 years? 3%? What does this show? That means that they've got no place to put their money. They're not that, that keen on, on making loans or the loans are not there. And the truth is that most of the developers have the ability to get the money because banks want to put it out if they trust the developer. Right. So if you have some kind of a track record or you know what you're doing, you can usually convince that the bank says, yeah, I'll go along with you. There's no magic to market. I always was of of a concern that the time to buy is when the time 
when people are looking to sell. That's the time that you can do it. If you have the courage and convictions and you're not waiting too long, you say, well, I'll wait for the market to go down. What are you talking about? You're not the whole market. What product are you producing and how much does it cost? How long does it take you to put it on the market? If you're building a major project that takes three years, you hope that everything is okay in three years or better than it is now. If you're building something now that's that you can finish it in a year or six months, the risk becomes less, but also the reward becomes less. So there's no, there's no magic formula. If you think back to some of the market cycles, and I know you've gone through many of them, I think at one point you told me that you've gone through at least five or six in your career. Let's put it this way. The market cycles have gone through, I tell you, I have been involved in, not personally, but for, with, with clients, where they paid the highest price for a piece of property, the highest price that you would find. When Trump bought the, the build the land on the Trump Tower, everybody thought he was crazy. He said, this is the best piece of real estate. And he was right, and the price went up. So when you could rent a store there for $300 a square foot, and when it went after it was built, it was 3000 a square foot because of the area. So the key, you know, this the old say location, location, location. Yeah, that's it. If the location is good, then it's that was going to cost you more, but it probably has a greater chance of increase. If the location is bad, you got to adjust the price accordingly. But also areas can change. So you have to be aware what's going on in the area. Is this area underbuilt and now going to be built more, built up? That's one thing. If it's overbuilt, that's a different story too. There's no magic formula. Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to play amateur economist here and figure out what the future is going to unfold. There are demographic shifts. The birth rate is not what it needs to be to sustain the population. We saw, for example, in Japan, when the population peaked in the 90s, that I mean, today there's 11 million vacant properties in Japan. So property values have fallen. We're seeing that in parts of Western Europe. And the only thing to offset that is immigration. So that's the wild card. Yeah. Immigration and migration. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to to project forward in time, at least not too far forward in time. Yeah, but it depends on where you're going to build. What I find very objectionable as far as I'm concerned is that People that are involved in real estate transactions have a tendency to, they believe what somebody writes. So they say the market is going down. What does that mean? What market's going down? Is it one family houses in a particular block in a particular area? Or is it the, the general feeling? Are there less investments? Less building permits are certainly an indication of what's going on. But it's got nothing to do with reality. This is somebody's idea. I mean, I got, for example, I, just, I saw the latest one that the average price of a house in Dallas, Texas, the mean is $1,200,000. What? For what? A 20-story, what is, what is it? A house with 10 rooms, five rooms, four rooms? Is it in the main part of it? Does it have how much land does it have? It's a meaningless statistic, but you look, people look at it, and they believe what they read. So they believe, yes. The market is going down, housing is going down, prices are going up, and uh, you could guarantee what was being written. You have to be more concerned with what project are you planning on building? What are you planning on building? How does it fit into your package? And do you have an exit strategy? That's the key. Every real estate transaction has a life. It has a life from the time you buy it to the time, what are you going to do with it? 
Are you going to sell it in a year? Are you going to sell it in five years? Are you going to wait for it to grow up? Are you going to maintain the property and keep it as a long-term investment? Okay, what is it? And figure out what that life cycle is and figure out what you anticipate is going to happen from the time you start it to the time you end that life cycle and track it. Track what's going on. See if your expenses are higher or see if the market is, diff- is different over the period of time. And what happens if it goes bad? Dump it because it's not going to work the way you have. You think you've got enough money, you're going to be out in two years, put, put aside enough money for three and a half so you can outride the cycle. If you can outride the cycle, whatever it may be, then you're going to be fine because real estate is going to go up in value. It has to. There's just not more there. Yeah, I mean, certainly in areas that are geographically constrained, as long as there's that influx of population and jobs, there's always going to be that upward pressure. True. But I do feel, I feel strongly about one point, of which is recent. Mm-hmm. I think the value of the suburb area is going to far outweigh the value of city areas. I think you're going to see a transition from people working in the city to working at home. And also... They don't want a lot of problems with the city, with protests and everything else that's going on that's, that's going on in the world with certain situations where there's, there's a lack of stability in the city that I think they're going to say, yeah, I'm going to go. So I've seen changes in my area because I'm only aware of my area. I'm not a buyer. I think, well, you know that. I'm too old for that. But I can see now, I mean, all of a sudden, there are houses on the market and the prices are thousands more than they were a few months ago. And the brokers, which are there, say, wait, you know, when I put it on the market, now all of a sudden I got five bidders and they're bidding over the asking price. Well, certainly your area of Long Island is a very sought after area. It's close to some great amenities. You're close to the airport. That's true. But that let me tell you one thing that's, that I think is important. How close you are to your major city. So now, if you, if in fact, take Hamilton, perfect example. Great spot to be. How long is it to go to where you want to go? Not long. Now, if you stretch that out and you say, wait a minute, now it's an hour and a half, two hours, it's a whole different world. You're not a suburb anymore. You're a different city. I'm finding as far as Long Island, if if you're with one uh, an hour of Manhattan, land is very much in demand. More than an hour? No. Less than an hour? Yes. But there isn't that much less than an hour. So you now it's, you're going to areas of Long Island, which the numbers are staggering. Yeah, I think the part of the variability, of course, in the New York area is it could be 30 minutes one day and an hour and a half the next, <laughs> depending. Yes, that's true. But people recognize that. They live with it. Hey, I lived with it for years, for 20, 25, 30 years. That's right. Commuted every day on the Long Island Railroad. I hated the railroad, but it was it got me where I wanted to go. Yeah, there were strikes and yeah, it broke down or what have you. But meanwhile, on the average day, it took me 45 minutes and I was home. And you can learn to live with it. And I think what's what's happening is they're going to have less people driving cars. So mass transportation becomes important. But this is all, this is the background for where you want to uh, invest and what you want to invest in and, and how much money you want to throw into a particular market or a particular project. A lot of variables. And my motto has always been, don't bet the ranch on any project. Diversify. And if something one area goes bad, so be it. If one area goes great, that's fine. Will it always be that way? No, it doesn't. The beauty of real estate is there's 
a lot of money to be made if you're if you know what you're doing and you've made a reasonable amount of investigation. There's also more money has been lost in real estate than in any other area because people don't know what they're doing and they all think, well, it's going to be great. Forever. This will be forever. Yeah. But look at the area, Rockefeller Center. When the Japanese bought Rockefeller Center at that point, they figured, well, the rent is $25 a square foot. It'll go to 50 Yeah, it went to 15 But they bought it at that price. It looked like a great deal. Back at the time when we, everyone was worried that Japan was going to take over America. Absolutely. I love my conversations with George. He brings so much perspective, the kind of perspective that's only possible after having lived through multiple market cycles. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.